0: Welcome
1: back to the Free Ball Zone. Take your pants off, take your notes out. It is the best day of the week. It's preview day, it's Friday, it's drinking day, it's Halloween weekend. We got some vodka flowing right now. Me and the boy at King Hesse Jackson. How we doing today?
0: Can't be mad, man. It's it's Friday like you said. Happy freaking Friday. What are you dressing up as tomorrow? Um,
1: I think I'm going to rock like a like a greaser type of thing. All right. I got the long hair, haven't cut it yet and I figured it'd be a waste like to not take advantage of that. So, I'm gonna lube up on some hair gel and uh and get going with that. What about you? You got a You said you don't have a plan yet still.
0: No plan. I might be a deadbeat dad or a pimp daddy. There
1: you go. Hey, can't go wrong with either of those. That's what I'm saying. Can't go wrong with either of those. Um, reminder to be responsible. And by be responsible, I mean make sure you're not too hungover on Sunday that you can't enjoy football. Yeah. So um, get your get your hangover drinks now so they're ready on Sunday morning and you don't have to make a trip to the store. Look at us thinking ahead. Uh, should we get into some news? See. Heading into week eight. Tyler Higby, questionable. Not like that really matters at this point. You just you can't really trust him or Everett. Who knows with them? It's week to week. It's always different. Um, Chris Carson, we have a carousel of running back issues in Seattle. We have Chris Carson, who is doubtful. We have Carlos Hyde, who is doubtful. We have Travis Homer, who is questionable. Um, they're all going to be... Game time decisions, apparently. So I hope you didn't spend a ton of fab on Carlos Hyde or any of them, really, because you don't know who to play. Um, If you want to stash DJ Dallas in case they all get thrown out, you could, but I don't really like that. Yeah, that's tough. Um, Debo ruled out. Mm. Stephon Gilmore, questionable. Jameson Crowder, doubtful. Tim Patrick, questionable. We have so many injury headlines. I'm just going to run through them all. Philip Lindsay questionable. Miles Sanders is out. Marquez Callaway is out. Michael Thomas is out. Allen Robinson is doubtful. DeVonta Freeman DNP today, Friday. Um the Vikings cornerback Mike Hughes is on the IR, Andy Dalton doubtful. John Brown was removed from the injury report. There's some good news. Mark Ingram, doubtful. Um, yeah. Aaron Jones, out. Joe Mixon, out. Damian Harris looks like he's going to play, but he was limited in practice. A um, lot of injuries. That's a lot. lot of, a lot of crazy stuff that's, that's going to get thrown at us this week. Um, before we jump into these matchups, uh, what did you think of last night's game? We had the uh, Panthers and the Falcons.
0: Man, what a bad beat for the over that game was. Dude. Too many turnovers for that over to hit, and then not... What was that? A 12-point second half. Yeah, that, that hurts. I thought but it was I nine. I, nine? 12? Twelve? Twelve-point total second okay. half, it looks like.
1: Still still bad. But still makes me sad.
0: I I kind of thought that Maddie Ice would win this game. Panthers are coming, crashing down the earth. They need CMC expeditiously.
1: Yeah, man. Um Absolutely. De- I bet the over when it dropped to 50 because of the rain. That's what I got it at, too. And then when it, we hit 30 going into half, I was elated. I was like, there's no way this doesn't hit. And then
0: nothing happened for the rest of the game. It was awful. Um, Teddy got destroyed.
1: Yeah, well... Um,
0: XFL legend, PJ Walker coming in, though. Respect yeah. to the XFL. I, I will say um, I was right about Teddy. I mean, against
1: Atlanta, you can't even stream them Like... Two good, he got too good. He had a free play and he threw a three-yard pass to to a guy who was covered on the sideline. Like that's just that's not it's, it's poor game management. Mm-hmm. I it sucks. I'm I'm upset. I played DJ Moore in a bunch of places. I played Robbie Anderson. I played Mike Davis. Um, I have one share of Julio. So that was that was fun. But
0: Curtis Samuel very effective though. They found some. Yeah, of course he was. Creative ways <laughs> to get him the ball. <laughs>
1: Um, what were your thoughts on Todd Gurley? Because from a strictly fantasy perspective, he ended up with a touchdown and double-digit points. Um, but he did not look good out there. It's a matter of time. For and his, on top of knees. it, dude, he ran out of bounds again, <laughs> and it was almost another game-costing decision. Like they almost blew it again.
0: I, I wanted them to go into overtime so that the over would hit. Of course, yeah.
1: But man, I was like, Todd. I don't know. If you can sell Todd Gurley, you should.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that since you drafted
1: him. Yeah, he's a top-12 guy, but he's completely buoyed on touchdown dependency. He keeps making these bad decisions in games, and, you know, for what it's worth, one of his touchdowns, they let him in, you know, and he wasn't supposed to score. So, like, it's kind of nuts. So, keep an eye on that. Um, Anything you want to discuss before we jump into these games?
0: No, let's send it.
1: All right. Uh, On by this week, we have the Arizona Cardinals. The Washington Football Team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Houston Texans. Game one, I've got the Patriots at the Bills in Orchard Park, New York. Bills are favored by four points. The over/under is only forty-one. What are your thoughts on this? This is a weird game. This is like a. I might like the under in this one.
0: I think I do too. This could be like a thirteen to ten type mm-hmm. of game. Bill's offense has been not sputtering a little bit after their dynamic start. Their running backs can't do anything. Um, Patriots have been beat up. They've been exposed a little bit as not a good team. Three straight losses. How often can you say that for a Bill Belichick-led Patriots team? Hopefully for the rest of time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but Cam's looked bad. The Patriots. I don't want to touch anyone on their team. I think Edelman, my and Bird are both out. So who they who like literally Gunner Old is that his name? Um, he he might be their number. Uh, Nikhil Harry's out.
1: Yeah, Nikhil Harry's in concussion protocol. Julian Edelman had a get a load of this. He had a um, precautionary operation done on his knee today. Hmm. Precautionary. Let's just cut your knee open because we think yeah. it might be hurt. What does it even mean? It's, it's, it he's toast. I think his career is done. He, I think he's, he's garbage. He's, he's over. Um, but, but a
0: division matchup, like in this division, cold weather, morning game, I can see this being extremely low scoring. I'm not surprised the over-under is up 41.
1: Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll say is Josh Allen kind of needs a get-right game. John Brown is going to be back in the offense and, with Stephon Gilmore looking like he might not play, I'm kind of thinking that the Bills might just run away with it. I mean, we watched the 49ers go into uh, Foxborough as dogs last week and absolutely run the floor with, with the Patriots, and now they're going to travel to Buffalo. And um, I still think it'll be low scoring, but, I, you know, it might be 13-10, to 10, but it might be like 21-6, to 6, you know? Like, I could, I could just as easily see that. Cam Newton's going to have to run, but the Bills know that because there's no other offense options here. They, I mean, they can stack the box all day. So, um, I like the Bills to win this game. Um, I think you probably have better options than Josh Allen, but I'm not sure. I was looking for a streamer this week in one league, and the wire was thin. So, you might need to start Josh Allen. Um, you're obviously starting Stephon Diggs. Um, and I think at this point, man, we can stop st- trying to start Devin Singletary, right?
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah.
1: I mean, he's just not good.
0: At this point, Moss is doing better with the limited work that they both get.
1: Yeah, and it's a shame, too, because Devin Singletary was like kind of a league winner last year, I feel like, when he got the full workload from Gore in, in that last third of the season or so. And um, he looked like a good player, but just the way they're using him, the the way they're scheming, it's just not working. So. Um, I'm out on Singletary. I'm out on Moss. Um, I wouldn't roll John Brown out this week coming back from injury, and we're projecting a low-scoring output. So I would say really just Diggs and then Allen, if you can't pivot. Um, who are you taking to win this game? Bills? The Bills. Bills. All right. Let's roll with the Buffalo Bills. Um, oh, let me get up our our little chart here so we can keep track of these – Um. Game picks because I always end up forgetting, and then I have to skim the episode to to figure out who we picked, so I can keep a uh, score. Who did you um pick to win Thursday? By the way, did Atlanta. You, you did pick Atlanta, right? Good yeah, for I you. Last second. Good for you. Oh, I remember that actually. I was excited that you flip flopped because I thought I'd get one on you, and, no, and here we are. <laughs> I have a feeling, man. Uh, all right. Moving on to the next game, we have the Tennessee Titans traveling to Cincinnati, Ohio, to play the. Bengals the line is six and a half in favor of the Titans and the over-under is 51 what are your thoughts on this game
0: Titans offense has been great all season um, Bengals are a young bad team I see no reason that they aren't going to continue maybe a kind of a trap game kind of gives me that feel if I'm being honest uh, Bengals offense looked a little bit better lately they've looked pretty good all season besides the Ravens game and the first game of mm-hmm. the year yeah so, I could see this being a pretty high-scoring game. I do love Joe Burrow, but I see Titans running away. I like everyone on the Titans. Is Jonu Smith healthy? Jonu Smith is healthy and ready to come back with a vengeance, and I am excited for I would, it. Yeah, I love him as a play this
1: week for sure. He and, got dropped in my home league. You know how home leagues always have, like, that one guy, he got dropped in my home league. I was like, "Uh, yes, please. <laughs> Picked him up. I'm so excited. Um, Yeah, man, I agree with you, like, Henry, you're obviously starting. Ryan Tannehill is... If, if you continue to poop on Ryan Tannehill, you deserve to be pooped on. Because, I, I mean, he is producing constantly, no matter what the situation. And, I you know, it's bias at that point. Like, he's an excellent play every single week. Um, AJ Brown is looking like he's going to finish top 10 despite all the games he missed. He is just on fire constantly. Every week, it seems like he's got two touchdowns and, you know, anywhere from 70 to hundred yards. Like it's, it's glorious. Welcome back, Janu. Um, I wouldn't even mind if you wanted to flex Corey Davis or Humphreys this week. Um, not the worst stream in the world. And considering all the injuries, I would imagine there's some people in some tight spots, uh, which one couldn't tell you. I feel like it kind of goes back and forth. I would lean Corey Davis because he seems to be the target. Or higher upside. The higher target guy.
0: Um, I feel but, like Humphrey Humphreys offers a, a better floor, if I'm being honest. Yeah,
1: okay. That's that's a good advice. But either of those are probably a decent flex. Um, to the Bengals' side of the ball, I like Joe Burrow as a streamer. I, th- I think the Titans' defense has been not great, um, especially the secondary. Um Joe Mixon is out, as we mentioned, so you're going to get another great week out of Gio Bernard. He had over 20 points last week, so fire up Gio Bernard. Absolutely. Um, AJ Green's targets are going way up, and I heard a theory. And he's looking a little bit better. I think they might be force-feeding him targets so somebody trades
0: for him. mm, I don't know if you tell a rookie quarterback to do that.
1: I'm kind of buying into it because I I can't imagine why they would – Why else they would do it?
0: You don't tell a rookie quarterback, "Hey, force feed this guy so that we can get rid of him." You don't. Um, No, I don't think you do that. I don't know.
1: I'm a sucker for good conspiracy, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, But if you had to, do you like T. Higgins? You like Boyd? I do
0: like. I I like both of them. Okay, I like Boyd as a safer option, but T. Higgins, especially the rookie connection that they could offer, Mm -hmm. I love it going forward. I've said since that first two touchdown game that he had. I forgot that they drafted him. And they got him so early in the draft as well. That's going to be a prime connection for many, many, many years. So I don't I don't blame you if you want to get early on it and just, uh, start him now.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I I think Boyd is the floor play. Higgins is the ceiling play. Um, I'm going to take the Titans to win this game. I will do the same. I like the over as well. 51? I think, yeah, I think I this like will be a high-scoring game. So I, I like the over. Um, so let's roll with that. I would like to see it. Great. All right, moving right along to our next game. We have the Las Vegas Raiders visiting Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland is favored by two and a half points. Over-under is 49 and a
0: half. I, I love that destroying over. Destroying the over. Yes, please. Destroying. Give me that. Listen, the Raiders have n- they played six games so far, and they've yet to play a game where either team didn't score 20 points. The Browns have done the same besides their two duds that they had against Pittsburgh and Baltimore. The Raiders are not Pittsburgh or Baltimore. I could see this being an extremely high-scoring game. Both defenses have been eh. Raiders' defense has been especially bad. Both offenses have been very good this season. I think I like everyone that is like reasonable in this game, to be honest. Yeah, the only thing with this game is there's three
1: games this week where they're expecting kind of crazy weather. And I think it might be something to keep an eye on. They're talking about 25 to 40-mile-per-hour wins, which to me sounds like a run-the-ball-into-the-ground kind of game. I
0: would be a bit worried if these weren't two teams that could do that extremely especially effectively. Especially Baker and way. Derek throwing, though. you know, And they're both, I mean, both of them are, I feel like, very, uh, especially Carr, most effective on play action. Mm-hmm. And Carr doesn't push the ball down the field that much. Gruden's offense doesn't really call for that. A ton. And Josh Jacobs and Kareem Hunt are both guys that can put up, you know, 150 yards in a game like this. Sure. I still like the over. Okay. Like I said, both defense have been pretty bad. I was shocked when I saw the Raiders' scores. Neither, like any game they play, both teams have scored at least 20 points. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: No, definitely. I, I, I think it's a great over. Um, th- they must be factoring the weather, or p- betters are factoring the weather. Absolutely. In. Um, I like Derek Carr's stream, to be completely honest. I mean, he, he looks good out there. Uh, his his line for passing yards right now is 280. So, I mean, that's kind of where people are expecting him to end at with, you know, that gives him an implied point total of over three touchdowns as well. So, um, I like Derek Carr as a stream. I think Nelson Aguilar is like low-key a play. Um, he's been tearing it up. He seems to be... Who would have ever thought? I know, right? <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you just need a, a change of scenery, you know? Um, but he seems to be Carr's favorite um, target that's not named Darren Waller. Anything down the field. Um, I mean, Ruggs always has that explosive full field touchdown thing. But Aguilar's kind of got everything between that and you know Waller. And, and he's been putting up, he's got three weeks in a row now with, with consistent fantasy production. So I kind of like Nelson Aguilar as a play this week, uh, which I never thought would be something I would say.
0: I mean, yeah, fair enough.
1: Um, Raiders are giving up the second most points, uh, I'm sorry, the Browns are giving up the second most points to opposing wide receivers too in fantasy this year. So, um, Raiders wide receivers, I'd say are, are not bad plays this week. Um, on the Brown side of the ball, you know, obviously we're never excited about an injury. Um, it really sucks that OBJ is down and, you know, we hope he can recover and, and find a place to play that'll support his incredible talent. Um. But this is very good for Baker Mayfield's fantasy production. Uh, we talked about a, a little bit about this on the recap show. If you didn't listen to it, uh, go check it out. But basically, um, OBJ is a squeaky wheel, and Baker does not do well with a squeaky wheel. Baker wants to have options. Baker wants to spread the ball out. Um, I mean, he was 0 for 5 with a pick before OBJ went down, and then he went 22 of 23 with a...
0: Uh, a sp- five touchdowns
1: with a spike as his incompletion. Uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> or n- not a spike. It was like a, a throw it away at the at the feet kind of play. It was a broken play. Um, and five touchdowns. Yeah, and you know he was he was immaculate. And we were like, oh, there's there's rookie Baker. Where's he been? You know. Um, so I love Baker until he gives me a reason not to against this Raiders secondary. I don't see why they'd be a problem for him. Um, Rashard Higgins. Stepping into yeah. that role, yeah. Rashard Higgins is is a good flex wide receiver the, the three play this week.
0: Slam uh, waiver w- pickup that I've seen. Yeah, people no. are, are hammering him on the waiver wire, and I don't blame you because yeah. he he got a lot of work after OBJ went out. Absolutely, and now and he's stepping into that presumable starting role aside from Landry. Yeah, and he's been there for years
1: too. Like he's been working with Baker for years, so they have rapport already. Um, oh, excuse me, sorry, we're drinking. That vodka just got to me a little bit there. <laughs> um, side note, if Jarvis doesn't do well this week in the absence of OBJ in a game where, like you said, play action, short passes, you know, he's not having to share of targets. Um, Austin Hooper is also out. If he doesn't do well this week, I think I'm
0: out on Jarvis. I think you got to stay in on him regardless for the rest of the year. Mm, I don't know. He's I mean, the number one guy. You, is he though? Yes. I mean, we'll see because he's the, he, at the very least, he's the security blanket. Okay. If if Jarvis goes four for thirty-two, but I do agree with you that this week the game, the script should be a lot around him. Should he, yes, it should feature well, him a ton. That's kind of my point. So ton. if it doesn't, it should yes.
1: So if he goes four for thirty-two with no red zone looks, and I would be Richard upset. Higgins does another six or seven for a hundred and a touchdown. I'm kind of thinking that Rashard Higgins is is the the feature point. That's fair. So. Um, something to keep an eye on. And then um, I think you can stream Harrison Bryant um, in the tight
0: end spot. I love it. Um, I'm here for that. He's a good red zone. He's a big-ass body man, and, and Baker will throw to him in the, in the red zone. Yeah, absolutely. If your quarterback's got your trust down at the one-yard line, man. Go for it. Send on the tight ends.
1: Yeah, I, I like the stream there. Um, the line was two-and-a-half point favorites for Cleveland. I think I, I think I'll take that. You're gonna take those points, yeah. and you're taking the Browns. Yeah, and I'll take I'll take the over forty nine and a half. I love that. It pains me, but I think I'm also gonna take the Browns. Um, but I'm I'm hammering that over. Remind me after our show so I can put put the bet in. Yes, sir. Um, cool beans. Moving right along, we have the Indianapolis Colts, three point favorites on the road at the Detroit Lions. The over under is an even fifty. Give me your thoughts here.
0: A this, l- lot this of mixed game, emotions. For me I know in this, this game. game's got me very. I don't know what to predict from this game because a second ago I was thinking this could be a struggle. This game could be a defensive struggle, but at the same time, I don't. I, I don't have a hard read on this game at all. I really don't. So um, I don't know who I like. I don't know if I particularly like anyone besides Galladay and John Taylor. Sure. Well, let and me. Those s- are the slam dunks. You yeah. know?
1: Mm-hmm. Let me start with this. The Colts defense that we talk about how good they are. Mm-hmm. Listen to the quarterbacks that they face this year Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, Sam Darnold, Nick Foles, oh God. Baker Mayfield, and Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow almost took it to him.
0: Who would they lose to? Baker and Minshew?
1: Yeah. Um,. Are they a good defense? Yes. Are they this elite powerhouse, amazing, formidable defense? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. You know, and for what it's worth, they're playing Matthew Stafford this week. So it's not like, you know, he, you know, I was a big Matthew Stafford guy and he's been nothing but disappointing, but they have the Ravens next week, which is really going to be our test of, is this a elite defense or is this just kind of situational? Um, but anyway, the reason I'm saying that is they showed weakness against Burrow. They've sh- they've lost to Minshew and Baker, and you know th- their offense is very meh. Like like you said, even even JT is like it's because he's not getting the ultimate volume. But he he hasn't been which like, which is a shame. It, it really is a shame because
0: he in terms of talent, if you guys watched him at Wisconsin, you know this guy is a dog. He's one of those guys that you watch him in college and you just know. They're, I'm not saying he's as good as these guys, but other guys like that. I watched Ezekiel Elliott at Ohio State. You know he's a dog. Mm-hmm. You watched uh, Melvin Gordon at Wisconsin. He's a dog. You watched Saquon at Penn State. Dog. You know that these guys are guys who are going to succeed in the NFL. So why won't they let him? Why are they making Phillip Rivers throw f- 30 times a game on these five-yard passes?
1: For what it's worth, I think they're 4-2. They know they're not winning their division already they're kind of playing for a wild card spot. I think they kind of know they're I hate to say they know they're not contenders cuz they're 4 and 2 and they have one of the widely regarded best defenses in the then league. Then why
0: do you sign a 38-year-old quarterback?
1: Well, I think they know now or maybe they're just trying to save him for the stretch. I don't really know, but they're saving him for something, whether it's the rest of his career or the stretch of this season. Um because I mean, 4 and 2, you're technically you could say I'm winning without him, right? I mean, 4 and 2 is mathematically on pace for, um, um, I'm good at math. We're a math pod here. 11 and five. That's kind of the mathematical track that that's a playoff team. So maybe they're just kind of saving them for the stretch. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, man, I don't want anyone in these games except Deandre Swift and Kenny Galladay. Um, I think Swift, Swift is still, no, you you can't trust him. But if you, it's not his fault. But you can't. If you're flexing him, I mean, not,
0: no, I I don't think that's the worst choice at all. Yeah,
1: and you know his he's gotten more work, and it seems like, you know, I was talking to my buddy. Shout out to Paul. I was talking more. my buddy Paul. He's a big Lions fan, and he said for all the hate I have for Matt Patricia, he seems like he's not turning a corner, but he's making some good decisions as of late. Um, they've won a couple games, you know maybe he'll continue in the in the di- in the direction of not force feeding Adrian Peterson and actually trying to win games a little bit more. So, I think this will be very telling for both of these teams actually what they're going to look like going forward is kind of how they approach this matchup. Um I think AP is a safe floor play but very like maybe eight points.
0: I mean, I I love the guy, but yeah.
1: Eight points, and then I think I guess Swift,
0: presumable good, great defense. Right, he's not a, he's not a good option right no. now.
1: I think Swift is also like an eight point floor, um, with obviously more upside. So if you have a choice, I would go. Obviously, you'd go with Swift. Um, I don't want anyone else in this. Oh, T.J. Hawkinson. I like Hawkinson. I think he looks good. He he's playing well. Tight end landscape's bad. I think you can do a lot worse than screaming T.J. Hawkinson.
0: Yeah, I mean this is kind of. You think about the fact that the he Colts gets a got, lot of red zone. They got targets. Darius Leonard, man. That's one of the best linebackers in the game. So if they got him dropping back quite a bit. It's, kind of, it's tough. Yeah.
1: We'll see. Um, I mean, that tight end landscape is just so bad. And, you know, someone has to score. So, you yep. know, could be Hawkinson. Could be anyone. Who do you have to win this game, man? It's like the Colts. <sighs> I'm taking the Lions. Don't ask me why. I don't know. But I am. I'm doing it. Doing the thing. Moving right along, we have a very exciting matchup. Mm, Yeah, this looks... Week one rematch, we have at Lambeau Field, six and a half point favorites, Green Bay hosting the Minnesota Vikings, over-under is 51. You could give me 13 and a half, and I'd take Green Bay (laughs) in this game. No stock in what happened in week one? No. No stock in anything the Vikings have done all season. Fair enough. Um... How do you feel about the Vikings
0: passing options? Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Well, I mean, Green Bay scores so much that they've given up a decent amount of points. Um, right. We'll talk, I'll talk about Adam Thielen a little bit later, but Jefferson's a decent option this week. Cousins is going to have to throw. He's going to have to toss it all the way around the field. But he's thrown so many picks this year. He's taken his team out of the game so many times. I think that that could happen early, uh, especially in the divisional game. Packers going to be fired up in Lambeau. Man, this, I, I really hate to say it because I hate the Packers, but this is the game of the week that I, I could see this being a bigger blowout than Chiefs-Jets.
1: Do you want a fun stat to help enforce that opinion? Hmm. The Minnesota Vikings, since Mike Zimmer became the head coach, are one eighteen and one playing against winning-recorded opponents outside? They are traveling I to will mention, Lambeau.
0: I am fairly certain, off the top of my head, I am fairly certain that that tie is against the Packers. Hmm.
1: But not these Packers. We haven't seen nope, not this again, Aaron Rodgers in years. No, no, you're right. And he is. I think, firing. like I said,
0: man, I think this is an absolute wash of a game. Cook coming off injury. How, like they need him to go off. How much can you count on that? Yeah, I I don't know that Packers, you can. Packers best part of their defense is their defensive front. Besides Jair Alexander, but they got a great uh, defensive line. Or I guess they they run a three four. So great pass rushers. Darius Smith gets to him. Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins is a statue in the pocket. He he's going to turn the ball over three times this week, and they're sure. going to get destroyed. Yeah. Um, speaking of my
1: guy, Jair Alexander, you know, I'm a huge Jair Alexander truther. Um, Bleacher Report put out a graphic, finally gave him some love. When he shadowed Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley ran 23 routes. He had five targets, zero catches. Mike Evans, 19 routes, one target, zero catches. Will Fuller, 28 routes, one target, zero catches. The guy is insane. He is having a, um, Darrell Revis caliber year right now and people aren't talking about it enough so I'm going to keep talking about it and being J.R. Alexander's biggest fan um, he is excellent the big question here though is is he going to shadow PPR wide receiver or half PPR wide receiver for Adam Thielen or PPR wide receiver 12 not playing for two 12th in points per game he wasn't part of the offense for the first two weeks Jeff, Justin Jefferson, who who is he gonna shadow? Because I mean, Thielen's the one, right? But Jefferson's more the mold. I assume of it would be.
0: That I would he, assume it would be Thielen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would too. But I've also Adam Thielen runs some of the crispest routes I've ever seen from a wide. Like the guy just gets open, like it's nobody's business. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they. Maybe they shut down Justin Jefferson and, you know, kind of let Thielen be Thielen. Kind of a give them theirs, we'll take ours kind of thing. Like, they know they're going to win this game, right? So shut down Justin. I, I don't know. but I, I,
0: think, I would assume he'd be ego he'd to Thielen.
1: I have a hard time benching either of these guys with the way they've been playing. That's kind of where I'm, I'm getting
0: to with this. Thielen is my sit this week. Because he's because your sit of the that's week. What I, that's what oh, I'm scared of. Yeah. Because yeah. of how effective Alexander's been. Yeah. And the fact that Cousins is so damn bad. He is so bad. Man, you love to hate this man. Kirk Cousins? Yeah. <laughs> and thank God they're one in five. So, <laughs> so it's justified. It's Dude, he's terrible. Yeah, he's, he's not great. He, he's not special. I don't think he's terrible. When you're not special, then you can't lead the league in picks. If you're not anything special, you can't be making mistakes like no, that, and that's what he does. Yeah, that's true. If you if you're gonna lead the league in picks, you're gonna be effective. You gotta be a Brett Favre kind of quarterback, Jameis Winston, Jameis, yeah, even Jameis, sure, who, obviously not 30 picks, but right. something like that. Yeah. And Kirk is not that.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll. Um, I'll have to think some more on that. Um, fun little piece here. Irv Smith, my guy, my tight end breakout hopeful, has gotten five targets in each of the last two weeks. A red zone look in each of the last three, including two last week. You're not playing them yet, but this tight end landscape is so bad. Like, we're getting close. You know, I I mean, the amount of times I've rolled out Eric Ebron or Robert Tunyon or um, Tyler Higbee or really. And, you know, you end up with three points, four points. You know, why not? Why not throw Irv Smith into your lineup? Maybe he'll catch a touchdown. I don't know.
0: I mean, fair enough. That's usually what you're looking for at a tight end. So, yeah. you got one of those top guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, to the Packers' side of the ball, Alan Lazard is back at practice.
0: Really? Didn't he have core surgery? He did. That seems a little brutal. I mean, respect to him for coming back so early.
1: Yeah. Um, so, keep an eye on that. I mean, you're obviously not... I wouldn't
0: assume he would play this week already. No, I don't think so.
1: You're not going to throw him in this week. Uh, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in football. I, I got nothing else for to fantasy. say about that uh
0: um, for fantasy okay that's fine
1: Who who's the best in julio. general
0: oh, okay i thought you're gonna say alan robinson <laughs> no <laughs> it's julio. He, he's good man give though. me julio dehops very very close on his coach. put Allen
1: robinson on a good team he's making a case Top 10 easy um aaron jones is confirmed out so you're starting jamal williams yes. don't don't touch aj dylan jamal williams could go could absolutely eat this week yeah i'm very excited um to be starting jamal williams on three different teams actually um and Robert Tunyon, I just mentioned him. I mean, we think the Packers are gonna kill him, right? I I was big on the Robert Tunyon is the number two target train. It hasn't panned out yet. Maybe give it one more shot, and then you're moving on. I
0: don't know. I are are give, you giving it a shot? My, I'd give Tunyon another shot, especially Hopefully. considering where tight ends are always at. Uh, yeah, he's he's a pretty safe, pretty safe option. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm
1: rolling with Tunyon, um, except in one league. I found Jimmy Graham on the wire, and I just I felt good about that with Allen Robinson out. So, um, wow, yeah, Roll, rolling with Tunyon. Um, I think it's safe to assume we're both taking the pack here. Correct. I
0: will take the Packers.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Next game. Oh boy, we got a real. Um, You're going to sweat this one out. We have the New York Jets visiting Arrowhead Stadium to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The line is 20
0: and a half. Okay, just real quick. What did you say about Crowder earlier? Is he playing? No. No? Okay, that's it. Yeah. Can we just not say anything else about the Jets? (laughs) Seriously, can we just not? The only thing, I have have a tiny, tiny little piece. If it's not about Frank Gore, I'm going to be upset. Running
1: backs are decimated right now. And will Michael P no, ride? No, 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 <laughs> no. He went 11 for 40 and one, and then th- caught two balls on three targets for 16 yards last week. That is not the worst thing in the world if you're facing that or. All right, all right, all right. L- z- let's do this, right? Please you're a James me. Robinson owner. Okay. A guy you picked up off waivers yes. anyway. You've been riding him all year, Absolutely. he's on bye. Mm hmm. Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, Bye. Bye. Yep. Your options are LaMichael Pirine and dude, I can't even think of someone is as bad. As LaMichael
0: Pirine. Give Michael me P. Ryan. give me give me Gore oh, before Pirine. No, you, yes. and, you and the Gore thing. Give me P. Gore P. Ryan, before Pirine. Ryan. Pirine Ryan had, they had the 70% same amount of, of, of the work and he had on the season, more yes, effective. but not last week. Last week no. against the Bills. No. Against the Bills. They have the same amount of carries, touches P- or snaps played. P. Ryan had two more catches. They have the same amount of carries. That's what matters because Adrian Peterson doesn't get all the touches in in Detroit. Carry on Johnson gets the same amount of snaps.
1: I admire your love for Frank Gore. Dude, we have the, already talked he about did the Jets better way with too the same
0: much. amount of carries. I know. I If you amount. want to
1: ride with me, play P. Ryan. If you want to ride with Jackson, play Gore. Hopefully, you don't, don't either. Either. Yeah, Hopefully you don't have neither. to do either. Hopefully you don't have to do
0: either. To the Chiefs. Le'Veon Bell, revenge game. Revenge game. If you have Le'Veon Bell, this is the week. Holy shit. You know that when he when he signed with the Chiefs, he went up to Andy Reid and he said, listen, if you want my name on this dotted line, I need to play a lot. 1,000%. I have
1: listened to all of my, my shows this week, um, with the exception of Brodo. They haven't put their, their preview out yet, so I won't drag them. But I've listened to all the big shows that I listen to. Um, the fantasy footballers around the NFL, all of these sh- shows, and nobody is talking about how this is a smash play. If you really think Lev Bell signed anywhere and said, Look, use me how you want, pay me no money, the Jets are already paying me. I want to ring and I wanna run all over the Jets who disrespected the hell out of my name. Absolutely. Are you kidding? I and love on top Le'Veon, of it, honestly, if you're Andy Reid, you signed love it. you signed Le'Veon Bell. To take the workload off of Clyde, right? Mm -hmm. In a game where they're going to destroy the Jets, why would you give Clyde a bunch of touches? Give them all to Le'Veon Bell. But they'll probably split at least. Clyde might be the starter. He might get the first half work. There is zero way Le'Veon Bell does not finish top 12
0: this week. Book it. I agree.
1: Put money on it and come I, I find he, me with your bet slip hard, if it, it doesn't happen.
0: If you have a chief in, on your roster, put him in your lineup this week.
1: Unless it's McCall Hardman,
0: Even still. No, if he's, in, if he's If he's on your team, what I said. If he's on your team right now, you put him in your lineup. Okay,
1: so I'm just afraid. Patrick Mahomes has been underproducing because he hasn't had to. This is a game they don't have to at all. I think Travis Kelsey catches five balls and probably a touchdown. I think Tyreek Hill catches five balls and probably a touchdown. Mahomes and could I think gonna play Lefty and get 300 at half. I know, but he doesn't need to. So I think they're gonna run a lot and they're gonna feed Lev. I I don't. I don't. I don't think you're starting anyone outside of Tyreek and Kelsey from the pass catchers.
0: Mm, I guess that's fair.
1: Clyde and Levy on your starting. Mahomes, you're starting because you have them. Um, yeah book it though levy on bell did you uh we we'll, we'll we'll get to it i I left them for you though for for the draft for the touchdown draft. I don't know if you took them or not I haven't seen your results, but I left them for you I almost took them and I left them for you <laughs> um safe to say that we're both taking the uh jets to win this game right yep okay for sure the <laughs> jets. Chiefs I'll take the points give me twenty and a half I don't give a shit hell no i don't no. You don't Hell want those points? no.
0: That's a college football line. Get me away from that.
1: Okay, twenty fine. and a half. and a half? Well, I'm not. Yeah, okay, fine. No. Yeah. They did look decent against the Bills. The Bills looked bad. Yeah, 20 but, and a half? Yeah. No okay. fucking way. All right, fine.
0: A terrible bet. I
1: got too excited. I'll, I'll take it back. Rams and Dolphins, dude. Holy. Ugh. <laughs> Rams are favored I by three and a half. Game. I love this 45 game. and a half over under. Playing at Hard Rock in Miami. Ugh.
0: Hot, tell me, tell me why you take, love it, because I hate my it. my hot take of the week. Oh, boy. Love it. For this game. This is not the Adam Gase Miami Dolphins. All right. This is the Brian Flores Miami Dolphins. We love Brian Flores. And people have been, including us, been very impressed with Brian Flores since he became head coach. He did not bench Fitzmagic for no reason. Tua who we've seen dominate before, is going to come out this week, and he's going to show us why he was that top pick. He's going to show us why he's the starter for this 3-3 three and three team who could very feasibly make the playoffs. Playing at home, first game, coming off a bye, I love, love the Dolphins in this game. I love Tua in this game. Wow. So what's the hot take? That Tua is going to beat the Rams this week. Dolphins win, just yeah. plain and simple. Two is going to show us that he there's a pe- people are going to forget about Fitzpatrick after this week. Dude, the Rams are allowing an
1: average of twenty point four fantasy points. to at their entire. Look at their, to, schedule. Look at their schedule. wide receiver teams. Look at their schedule.
0: It is a they have the Rams have had the biggest joke of a schedule in the entire NFL. The five teams they beat are all terrible. They've lost to both teams they beat that are worth a shit. The Rams are the least oppressive five and two team. Do you want to hear some next gen stats? The
1: Bears. Do you want to hear some next gen stats? All right. According to next gen stats, Dolphins receivers are the worst at separation in the NFL. Preston Williams is the lowest separation degree at 1.7. He's a big bar. Yards. Devontae Parker is third at 1.9, although surprising. I'll give you that he is top three in tight window catches because he's very talented. And Mike Kosicki is fourth at 1.9 in separation. You want to know who's second, just for fun? Mm-hmm. AJ Green, because he sucks. Uh, <laughs> um, but three out of the top four worst yards in separation in per route run it is all of the dolphin's options that's fine and now we're going to draft a pin. now we're going to put tua on the field as a rookie Whose and ask him to is hit these his tight trait. that's hit that's what he that's his right. best trait is the right accuracy. but we're asking him to come out hot i guess that's why it's a hot take so i respect it but it's going to be a tall task i love tua this week It's going to be a tall task um i think gaskin is a good floor play but i wouldn't expect the ceiling this week um who is Tua going to favor? What Do you have an opinion on that? Or you think we just kind I mean, wait I would assume see? Parker because he's he's just the guy.
0: I mean, the last few quarterbacks they've had defer to him. I think he'll be the first read. But what about the second? Do you think? Young quarterback, you assume tight ends. Okay. Yeah. I would say
1: hold slash pick up Preston Williams or Gasicki to see if there's like a huge surge now with Tua. Don't play them yet. But I think they'd be worth the pickup and the hold. Um, the Rams side of the ball... I mean, you're playing Bobby Woods. Yep, because he's safe and he's he's Bobby Woods. Um, I guess Daryl Henderson's the play. He's been getting carries and targets the past three weeks consistently. Yeah, he just didn't get the touchdown last week. Yeah, Malcolm Brown stole obviously all of them week one, and then they kind of split in the Giants week. And other than that, it's it's really been him. So I guess he's safe, but I'm still afraid of Sean McVay always. Cup is, at this point, man, he's touchdown dependent. He's like a wide receiver three flex play.
0: Which is crazy because they used to find him and then he would get open in space for a good 50 yards on a given yeah. play.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what's up with that, but I'm I'm kind of scared. Um, Vegas is expecting a, a lower point total than we're used to with these two teams. 45 and a half is the over-under. Um, I'm staying away from the Rams if I can. Yeah. I mean, those guys we mentioned, like, they have their role, and if you have them, you're probably leaning on them. But Miami's I'm not pretty, touching the tight ends. Miami's generally one of the stronger home field advantages. Yeah, that's also true. They play pretty well at home. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm staying away from the Rams as much as possible, I think. Um, so you're taking the Dolphins to win this game. Yep. I, I respect the hell out of that. I'm not going to do that, though. I, I have to stay with the Rams. Um I believe in Tua's career. I just don't know that he's just gonna come out the gate, slinging and be amazing. Especially I know they've played bad teams, but the Rams are still a I think
0: they good almost need team. to consider having to do that after all the backlash they got. You know, especially coming off the bye. Yeah. They're extremely prepared. Um I mean I just love I think I love Tua going forward especially, so why not first week? Okay. I love
1: it. All right. I dig it. Um. All right. The final morning game. We have what might be the game of the week. We have the Steelers visiting Baltimore. Six and zero versus five and one. Easily the game of the week. Division rivalry. Baltimore's favored by four and a half points. And uh, the over under. Really? Yeah. The over under is forty six and a
0: half. Hmm. I G- mean,
1: give me a thought. You sound like you got some, um, this some is big opinions This is a
0: tough game, here. man. This is a tough game. This is the game I've probably been looking forward to the most this year because it's the team that I've touted from the beginning as the best versus the team that I've disrespected and now come around to to thinking that they're, they're the best. Yeah, I'm really glad you did that. Because, <laughs> I mean, just based on, uh, based on paper, I would say Baltimore is the best team. Based on performance uh, up to this point, it's been Pittsburgh. I think the home field advantage may have quite a big impact in who wins this game yeah uh this could be a big game plan game um especially with two really smart head coaches Harbaugh versus Tomlin they could both be trying to run run the game out and get some defense flowing Steelers defense obviously their strength and the Ravens run game is obviously their strength so that's going to be how the the game the the table is set for the whole game is if Baltimore can run the ball yeah um speaking
1: of Baltimore running the ball I have a fun stat shout out to Cass um Santiago Casanova, he's a fellow writer of mine with Um, He looked up these little stats, and um, it kind of sums up the Ravens' backfield, and it, it explains why it's a big head-scratcher here. Um, opportunities this year. Ingram's had 55 and Ud- Edwards. Gus Edwards has had 51. J.K. Dobbins has only had 39. Fantasy points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. Ingram, .48 fantasy points per opportunity. Edwards, .43. Dobbins, .73. So he's being the most productive fantasy-wise with his touches, and he's getting the least amount of touches. I don't understand. And that's touchdowns excluded. So there's no goal line rushes in factored in there. This is is mind-boggling to me. But with Ingram out, I, I still don't expect much less than a 50-50 split between Edwards and Dobbins. And the Steelers, I think they're the best. If they're not the best team in football, they're the most complete team in They've football. They've been the
0: best team, certainly.
1: Yes, they, are, they have been the best team, and they are the most complete team, in my opinion. They have an elite rushing attack, as long as it's healthy, which it is. They have dynamic pass catchers and a ton of them. Okay? They have a quarterback with veteran experience who is still finding a way to play at a high level and not become a check down guy, okay? They have young, charismatic, fun energy, which is important. That's kind of an intangible nobody talks about. They have an incredible front seven and pass rush and run stop, and they have big play potential in the secondary. That might be their weakness is the secondary a little bit, but Minka Fitzpatrick back there, they have big play potential. There is nothing about this team that makes me think there's a weakness in it. And going against this Ravens team, my I don't Jackson's hot take of the week is is a segment. I don't I don't have a hot take of the week. But if I had one, it would be I don't want to play any Ravens in this game. None zero. That's I mean that's
0: fairly reasonable. And that
1: includes QB sixteen Lamar Jackson.
0: I think you got to start Lamar and Andrews are the only ones that I'm. I don't want Toss to start him. Andrews because if he doesn't score, he gets you three fantasy points. Well, I mean, we've been talking about shitty tight ends the whole time. He's, a, he's not a shitty tight end. He's a guy that you got to rely on. You throw sure. him in there for sure. But let me ask you a question. There's no waiver guys what if you're you, putting in over Richard Rodgers?
1: Philly? No. Against Dallas? Without Goddard and Ertz? Over Mark Andrews? Yes. You don't feel, you don't feel good I about would. that. I feel good about it. I don't. Dude, I traded for Mark Andrews, and then he got me three points, and I lost my matchup because Mark Andrews is a touchdown-dependent tight end, which is fine. But if there's a game where he's not going to score that touchdown, it's, it's against the Steelers. I think he's a little bit more versatile than that. Last time Lamar played the Steelers, Lamar was a top-12 quarterback in every single game he played last season except one. He didn't play Week 17 against the Steelers. He sat out because it was Week 17. And the other game against the Steelers, he threw for 170 yards, and he had three picks. And he ran for 70 yards, and he had one touchdown. He was QB 17 that week. I'm not counting on that again. It's my hot take for a reason. It is a little hot, but I've been kind of off Lamar anyway. Pivot if you can. I don't think I'm starting Andrews. I have Andrews in a league where I picked up in, that, in my home league, where I picked up Jonu Smith. So that's an easy pivot for me. Lucky. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of out on, on these Ravens this week. Um, Steelers side of the ball. Um, James Conner, still healthy, still running strong. Fire him up. Any objections? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, let's talk about the wide receivers, because this has been a thing. Deontay Johnson practiced in full today. And after a 15-target game, I see no reason why he's not the number one option. See,
0: I, I'm, all, I'm scared to make him number one. I'm scared
1: to pick any of them as number one. In the three games Deontay Johnson has played, he's gotten 10, 13, and 15 targets.
0: I mean, that's good. It's, I, I still feel like it's tough to rank them.
1: That's fine. But if you have them and you have to rank them, I think I'm going Deontay 1, Claypool 2, Juju 3 in that
0: order. I think I'd be happy to have any of the three of them. Facts. You know what? And and I'm d- also happy I don't have to make the decision between the three of them. Yeah. As someone who does, actually,
1: I have zero Juju shares, but I I have a lot of Claypool and a lot of Deontay Johnson. Um, I'm going Deontay over Claypool. And if you have Claypool and Juju... That's tough, man, because... <sighs> you flip a coin. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what else to tell you. He's a good player, you. but we've yeah.
0: seen how much his volume fluctuates, and that's been the case since Antonio Brown left uh, before last season. Mm-hmm. And Claypool's a superstar rookie. I love what I've seen out of him. He's going to be a beast for years to come, but sure. you know, he fumbled on that first touch, and then they didn't give it to him again. Mm-hmm. Because D- obviously Mike Tomlin in a 6-0 team, they're not gonna, they don't need to wait on a rookie figuring out those growing pains. They need the production right now, which is why he got four touchdowns a couple weeks ago and then did nothing last week.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Do you think this is a high-scoring game or a low? I think this is an extremely tough game to predict. Like I said at the beginning, I think that uh, this could be a battle of minds, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a test of Ravens running versus Steelers defense. So if Ravens running wins, it's going to be a very low-scoring game. I can't pick the over. Gotcha. Can't okay. pick the over. Who are you taking? I'll take Baltimore to win. All right. But four and a half points. No way. way. No way. Absolutely not. <laughs> chance. You, if you if you have a undefeated team as four-and-a-half-point underdogs, you
1: take that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, going to take the Steelers to win this game. Okay. Um, I really think they're the best team in football. I think they have everything locked in. Like I said, the locker room is, you know, you have a guy like Juju who could just as easily have an ego fit that he's not the main point of every play, and he's just out here. Wearing a hot dog costume on his stream last night, watching Thursday Night Football, just being fun and just enjoying Great being guy. part of a winning team. Great I love for the ju-ju. game. Absolutely. Incredible for the game. Um, all right. Let's move to the afternoon slate of games. Sweet. Ooh, to- I get to sleep in on Sunday. Nice. Yes. Arizona did not switch the clocks. The rest of you suckers did. So our games now start at 11 instead of 10,
0: love which is beautiful it. for hungover Halloween, oh my God, I love
1: November it. 1st. Um, Chargers-Broncos, Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Mm. At mile high, over-unders, 44-and-a-half.
0: I love the under. I love it. Yeah. I Listen, c- Justin Herbert, too. Justin Herbert is bald, and he's a guy that we haven't talked about much. We really haven't. And that's disrespectful of us because as a rookie, kind of a guy, he was one of those... Projects per se, right? A guy who has a lot of talent, a lot of arm talent that we might, you know, he, he needs a year or so. I specifically
1: remember saying the Chargers had to settle for Herbert because he was the only quarterback left with any sort of first round potential.
0: And then shout out their team doctor for puncturing Tyrod Taylor's lungs. Yeah. Oh, I because still can't
1: believe that's still wild.
0: Everyone forgot. Justin <laughs> Herbert is. It, has all pro talent man. He's balling out. He's winning games as a rookie quarterback. He's on
1: pace for over 4300 yards
0: for a whole for a 16 game slate? Yes, which would be the rookie record by a whole lot. I love it, man. He's been a baller. However, however, we talked about Miami earlier. Denver is the biggest home field advantage in football. Vic Fangio is one of the best coaches in the league. Don't at me. Consider yourself added. <laughs> Against a rookie quarterback, I would. I, I'm very excited for this matchup. I'm going to find a way to watch this game. Gets rookie quarterback. I could see Denver's defense clamping down a little bit. Um, Keenan Allen playing. I assume.
1: Um, yes, Keenan Allen is my favorite buy candidate right now. He is on a record-setting pace for targets from Justin Herbert, who is on a record-setting pace for rookie quarterback and Keenan Allen is a chip-on-the-shoulder kind of guy. Literally, the only concern is his health, and right now he's cooking. Mm-hmm. So go get him, because he's going to
0: be top 12 if he plays the whole season and he's healthy. I love Justin Jackson as a player, but he hasn't he hasn't balled out particularly since he's kind of taken over a little bit for Josh Kelly. They still love Josh Kelly. They want to get him work, but man, that kid Which has not. Which makes no sense. Yeah, he, he just sucks. hasn't done anything. The Chargers okay. love incorrectly evaluating their running back room. They so do it every year. If I mean, if Kelly keeps getting more work than than uh, Jackson does, I could see them being entirely inefficient on the ground and having to throw through the, uh, having to throw the whole game. I I love the Broncos in this game. To be honest, I think that it's a perfect storm. So Broncos zero three at home. Philip
1: Lindsay questionable. Nobody is talking again. Here I am for the narratives. Melvin Gordon literally went to the Broncos so that he could destroy the Chargers. They didn't pay him. They didn't trade him. They didn't want him. He feels disrespected by them. He was subtweeting them, making jokes about how they don't have fans and what, a, like, they're a shitty franchise and all of this stuff, and now he plays for a division rival, and the running back he splits carries with is questionable. hmm Melvin Gordon is going to Eat this week, and I don't even think Melvin Gordon's a good runner. I think he's very meh, but he it's because he doesn't flip the switch, and he's gonna flip the switch. I, I am all in on Melvin Gordon this week.
0: He's, yeah. I mean, Mr. DUI himself, he scares me a little bit, yeah, just yeah. because of we do not condone what? said behavior, yeah. That's, not okay. I mean, I'm if I'm being honest, I mean, it's obviously. In the past, if he's already playing, I mean, shit, he got a DY two weeks ago, and he's played both games since then. Yeah, he probably got out of it somehow. Who knows? Um, so he hasn't looked amazing since he's been to Denver. I loved the signing in the off season because, in terms of a one-two punch, those two guys, I, I loved it, and uh, as well as Locke coming off the end of the season last year, mm-hmm. Broncos were a great breakout candidate, and then they got super injured at the beginning of the season. So I'm gonna ride that that. Offseason season hype for the Broncos this week.
1: All right. I'm here for that. Uh, you're playing Noah Fant, if healthy. I'm not touching the receivers, to be honest. Judy's not been good. Tim Patrick is out. Um, I don't I don't want to touch the passing yeah, game. Yeah, Drew
0: Locke has not been good since he came back.
1: No, definitely not. Um, obviously, we talked about Philip Lindsay as well. Um, Hunter Henry is a great start on the Chargers' side of the ball. Um and that running back room is tricky until Eckler comes back. Um, so, yeah, man. But I'm, I'm all in on Melgo. I'm very excited. Double revenge games this week. It's going to be great. Hell yeah. Um, who do you have to win this game? I'll take the Broncos at home. Really? Yes, sir. I am going to take the Chargers because I still think they're a much better team than their record shows. So I believe the same for both teams. That. We are now three games in a row. That we've had some parody. This is fun. I think like we this. got
0: some more coming up as well.
1: Ooh, do we? You wouldn't be talking about the Saints
0: oh, was that the traveling
1: game? to Soldier Field to play Dub Bears.
0: I don't think we're going to disagree on this Okay,
1: one. Saints five-and-a-half point favorites. Over-under is only 42-and-a-half. Uh, we mentioned all the characters who were missing from this game. Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas,
0: Marquez Callaway. Um... Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> Allen Robinson are probably the biggest uh, one that you need to watch for. He's listed as doubtful. However, they wanted to list him as as questionable. But by NFL rules, if you don't practice throughout the week, you're not allowed to be listed as questionable. So if he passes co- uh, concussion protocol before the game, he will play. However, that's not looking great. He's With that being play. the case, yeah, I don't think he's our best receiver. Is a rookie fifth round pick. Our coach is an idiot. Our quarterback sucks. We're missing two offensive linemen. Nobody on the Bears should be in your lineup. That includes David Montgomery. That includes Jimmy Graham. Nope. Yes, Mike. That includes nope. Jimmy Graham. Nope. Nobody should be in your lineup. La- the same. This game is Bears fans are getting PTSD from this game. Because last year when we had the most fraudulent three-in-one start of all time, we went and played the Saints against Teddy Bridgewater. And they humbled us. And then we went in to lose four games in a row. And the fans knew at that point we sucked. We're garbage, and that's going to be the Bears game this year again. The Saints are going to humble us, and we're going to fall into mediocrity again. I don't want anybody on the Bears side of the ball. In fact, I don't want anybody in this game besides Alvin Kamara because the Bears defense at least is worth a shit, not like our offense. And with all the Saints offensive players out, Kamara could, like I told Mike before the game, this game is going to be Alvin Kamara running up and down the field, and nothing else is going to happen. The over under was twenty one. I would probably take the under. Wow, I I love that rant. I could see us that getting shut out, man. man.
1: That was fun. Um, yep. Yeah, obviously, Kamara, uh, Lat Murray. If you're super duper 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 running back desperate, he seems to get a floor, a to floor of down. carries because Kamara catches and in the games. Actually,
0: what am I saying? He messed this up last year as well.
1: In in the games where um the receiving options have been limited for the Saints. Kamara has caught a lot more passes and Lat Murray's getting more handoffs. So, oh. not a terrible
0: running back stream. Funny you mentioned that. Actually, last year I'm looking at this game uh this box score. Uh Kamara didn't play and Latavius Murray had 27 carries, 120 yards and two touchdowns. There you go. As Shout well as Lat 5 31 through the year. I will not be
1: expecting that, obviously, because Kamara is on the field.
0: You can expect at least that from Kamara.
1: But I could see 10 carries for Latt, which could be 65 yards and maybe a touchdown. So not bad. Um, I like Cook as a tight end stream. He caught a touchdown last week. And with the limited receivers, he will be the red zone target, I believe. You're not starting Drew Brees. I'm sorry. Stop trying to make Drew Brees a thing. He's not a thing anymore. He's a check down guy. His options lead the league in yak overwhelmingly high. It's it's not even Camara's yak is just stupid. Um I'm gonna push back on Jimmy Graham, okay? Jimmy Graham has gotten, with the exception of the game against the New York Giants, the best team in football, <laughs> seven targets, ten targets, five five, eight, six. He gets he is one of the most consistent target share tight ends in football. He's the tight end five who gives him on those, the year. Who gives him those targets? His average PPR, I don't care. His it average mat- PPR it matters. points is 10.6. It matters. Allen Robinson is out. You're going to tell me Jimmy Graham isn't going to get eight targets? Eight targets? Targets it, is not a in question this, with this. Team. In this tight end landscape, you don't Catches want in you don't want yards eight targets. Is different. You don't want eight targets in this tight end landscape. Catches
0: and Yards is different, man. <laughs> I don't want anybody on the Bears. Anybody.
1: As a Giants fan who profusely says don't start Giants every week, I understand where you're coming from. I am starting Jimmy Graham this week, and I'm fired up about it.
0: I think that the Bears, besides the Jets, have the worst offensive outlook in the league this this week.
1: That's fine. I am star. Okay, fine. Jimmy Graham or Gasicki? Gasicki. I was gonna say Gasicki, but I knew g-sicky. I knew you were all over that too. A train. Um, Jimmy Graham or Harrison Bryant? Bryant. You're bugging. Jimmy Graham or Robert Tunyon?
0: Against the Vikings? Yeah.
1: Give me Tunyon. Jimmy Graham or Irv Smith?
0: I'll take Jimmy Graham. God,
1: you're the worst. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm in on Jimmy Graham. I think you can fire him up just fine. Um, So I think it's... I would love S- to see it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's safe to say that you are picking the Saints
0: this week. I am picking the Saints. What is it? Five and a half point favorites on the road? Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Five and a half on the road for the
1: Saints. I'm also picking the Saints. Moving right along to the other afternoon game, we have a division juggernaut matchup. Great game. we, we in Seattle. Three point favorites. The 49ers are coming to face the Twelves.
0: This is a tough Over-unders one. over under
1: 54. 54 This is over- a tough under. one.
0: So, running backs for Seattle, man, they keep getting hurt and hurt. Yep. And you know what that means? It means Russ puts the team on his back. Cook. Or he loses to the Arizona Cardinals. And did he not put the team on his back? He, like did. he did. He did. And has, he threw three picks. He did throw three picks. But if, in terms of fantasy, you loved what you saw to Russ last week. Oh, absolutely. And I think you're going to see that again this week. Even though I love Kyle Shanahan, I love the Niners. It's funny; Niners are three and zero away, Seahawks three and zero at home. So something's got to give. Divisional game, obviously, like much harder to, to uh, predict. Divisional games, but I, I like the Seahawks this week. I like the four. Uh, no, no Debo this week. So Ayuk becomes a great. Ayuk is a smash. Play he's a this great week. play. He's you have similar, to play Brandon Ayuk. Similar type player. So fills that role and maintains his own role. Shanahan's going to get him the ball, whether it's through sh- uh, shovel passes or jet sweeps. He's going to get the mm-hmm. ball. Yeah, He's going to be able to take the ball and do with it w- what he can with yards after the catch, and he's done that very well. He's had a couple great plays already his rookie year. I love Ayuk this week. Yeah, Niners running backs, though. That is the question because last week we were under the impression that it was the Jet McKinnon show, and then guess what? He gets the ball one time, and Jeff Wilson – has a Ezekiel Elliott game, 120 yards and three touchdowns, but now Wilson's out. So is it the Jermichael Hasty show or Jet McKinnon show? Who knows? It's neither. It's the Tevin
1: Coleman He's show. He's back. He is Fuck. still on the IR, expected to be activated, and his projected points on ESPN Fantasy went from zero to nine point eight, which means they are also expecting him to play now. Kyle Shanahan in his press conference last week kept getting asked about Jet McKinnon, Jermichael Hasty, Jet McKinnon, Jermichael Hasty. And he said the very first thing he said was, We hope Jeff is back this week. Jeff comes back, what did they do? Jeff's the guy. Press conference this week. He's asked the same questions, especially now because Tevin Coleman didn't get used at all. Or I'm sorry because Jerick McKinnon didn't get used at all. Is it going to be McKinnon? Is it going to be Jermichael Hasey? Is it going to be McKinnon? Is it going to be Jermichael Hasey? And he says, we hope Tevin is back in time. If Tevin Coleman plays, he's the play. He's the guy, and he's probably on your waiver wire for a free ad right now. Add him, put him on the IR. He's still IR designated because he's going to start He's going to play. He's going to score 15 fantasy points.
0: What's the deal with McKinnon? Does he suck or are they saving his, his they body? They
1: don't believe in Jarek McKinnon. I think that's very clear at this point.
0: He's coming off, what, two ACLs at least? They, Maybe. they don't Maybe.
1: trust Jarek McKinnon to carry the load. I think that's very, very clear at this point. Because he had the opportunity for a couple of weeks, and he did well with it fantasy-wise for what it's worth, but the second they had the opportunity to pivot from him, they did.
0: They did.
1: Yeah. So, Tevin Coleman is my play this week. I have him in three leagues on the IR, and I'm very excited to plug him in, hopefully. Um, they just they don't trust Jet, man. They don't. And honestly, I don't think you should at this point.
0: I completely agree.
1: It's been tough. Um, I think Jimmy's a good streamer this week. I think this is a shootout. I don't, I don't hate playing Jimmy. I, I agree with that. Especially with limited. I mean, every single game has turned into a shootout. Yeah. Like that's what you have to do to keep up with Russ is you have to throw. So I think they're gonna throw, which means Kittle's a great play. I'll I- Iuk's a smash play. Um it'll be a fun game. What's your pick?
0: Uh I'll take the the Niners in this game, actually.
1: Why not? That's fun. I am also gonna take the Niners.
0: Um It's kind of tough. Usually in these kind of division games, you take the home team, but I think Seahawks have started to show some cracks.
1: They have shown some cracks. Niners have been rolling. They're in last place in their division, and I think they they know what they need to do to, to stand out. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Niners as dogs this week. Sunday night football.
0: Oh, my God. Are you ready for this? This is the worst game of all time.
1: I cannot wait till we get a soundboard. But for now, this will have to do.
0: So you're all in on the Ben Denucci
1: train, Absolutely not. I just really wanted to play that sound. (laughs) Um, If Zeke isn't good, it's time to sound the alarm. Um, I understand that Philly is a good rush defense. It's not like this is a plus matchup, but two bad weeks for the first time in his career. He's been on plenty of bad teams. He's performed against plenty of non-plus matchups. It's really time for Mike McCarthy to go, yo, we need to figure this out we have to give the ball to Zeke. And if if they don't run the offense through Zeke and he doesn't have a good fantasy day, it's really
0: time to sound the alarm. Well, asking Mike McCarthy to figure things out is, is like a tall task. He on the sucks. He's th- awful. He's already got anonymous players calling him out. Like yeah, man. Halfway through his first season. He had to end a press conference because apparently he got Tabasco sauce in his eye when he was eating. What? Or, I th- I'm fairly certain someone told me that.
1: What? That's like the the most, like, fat NFL coach thing you could ever think of. Just, oh, sorry, I got, I got my lunch in my eye. I can't talk anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. Um,
1: ben DiNucci is going to throw the ball to Amari Cooper 15 times. And though he might only throw the ball 20 times, but 15 are going to Amari, and he's going to catch at least seven. So Amari Cooper is your wide receiver three, flex-ish. Safe floor play. Outside of that, I want no Cowboys. And Zeke, obviously. Certainly don't want Gallup. He's
0: not He's not done shit. No
1: Gallup, him. no Lamb, no Schultz. There's no way Ben DiNucci keeps two guys viable in the passing game. He'd be lucky to keep
0: one. So, that's my take on that. I haven't seen Ben DiNucci enough. I, I'll give the kid a chance, especially against the Eagles. They suck. That's fine. Um, but... It, yeah, just pivot if you can. That's not a risk you want to take is starting CeeDee Lamb. The Cowboys traded up to get this kid in the seventh round this year. Yeah, and Jerry Jones. They, they hopped at least one team who did want ben DiNucci. ben DiNucci. So, for that reason alone.
1: Do you know what else the I Cowboys
0: did? I Huh? What?
1: Jerry Jones wrote Johnny Manziel on a draft card and carried it to the commissioner, and his son had to take it out of his hand. Because that's what Jerry Jones does. He would trade up to get Ben DiNucci just because someone else wanted him. That's that's how Jerry Jones analyzes football players. I, I take zero stock in anything. They, they struck gold with Dak. Dak's a very good player. Certainly. And they got him in like the fifth round, I think. But, yeah, no, I'm... Ben DiNucci could be great. Ben DiNucci could be nothing. We will... It remains to be seen. But you're not playing those guys if you don't have to. Eagles side of the ball. I love Richard Rodgers as a tight end stream. Uh, Carson Wentz loves his tight end. Even if Goddard plays, I don't mind Richard Rodgers as a tight end stream because two tight ends have been viable in that system for years. Um, If Goddard plays, you're starting him. Obviously, he's a talent. Fulgham's a good start, I think. And uh, Sanders was DNP again. He's not going to play. So, Boston Scott week against the worst defense in football again.
0: Fair enough. I mean, I like Boston Scott this week. If you, if you held on him for the extra week, respect. Yeah. It's going like, to pay
1: off. Mm-hmm. I like Sanders. I like Fulgham. And I like both tight ends. And I think that's it for me. Okay. Jalen Rager is back. Wentz has thrown deep targets to him at least two or three times a game. Every game that Rager's played, although limited sample size. Cowboys defense is really, really bad. I think there's worse dart throws in the world than Jalen Rager. And there's worse. Free. And he's free. There's better. So, take that. You know, if you're stacked and you're just looking for a last flex spot to plug, maybe it's maybe it's Rager. Maybe it's not. Um, I'm taking the Eagles. I'll
0: take the boys and Ben and Nucci. Wow. Especially 10 and points. Eagles get 10 and a half points. I yeah, will, I mean, I'm not taking that, an, but... Take the, te, pl- take the ten, plus
1: take 10.5. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to win, though. Um, all right. Ben DiNucci I'm
0: and in, Tua will both throw for 400 yards each.
1: <laughs> I know you're not serious, or else I'd bet you right now. <laughs> um, all right. That takes us to our last game of the week, Monday Night Football on ESPN. We have... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the dreaded MetLife turf to play. My beloved, Big Blue, wearing the beautiful color rush uniforms with the throwback helmet and the white face mask. There is no line for this game because there was a COVID situation with the Giants' offensive line. It has since been rectified. So there's no line. Safe to say the Bucks are the favorite. Yeah. Playing... In primetime. Tom Brady in primetime playing at the New York Giants. Give me your thoughts.
0: Uh, A lot of guys out for Tampa Bay, and I think they might be happy that some of their stars aren't playing on this field. Uh, Interesting play that I kind of like this week is Tyler Johnson, rookie receiver out of Minnesota. Shout out to Tim McGill. Loves this guy. Uh, He's looked pretty decent when he gets the opportunities uh, against the Giants. I don't think your beloved James Bradbury is going to be shadowing Tyler Johnson. No, he will be uh, on Mike Evans. Exactly. So, if that, if, I mean, if that route's taken away, who else is hurt? Is Godwin playing this week? Godwin is out with a fractured finger. Godwin out? Okay. That, that allows
1: Tyler Johnson Scotty to step Miller? right up. Scotty I, Miller has exploded the last two
0: weeks. Wasn't he doubtful? Scotty Miller's a good player, but oh, he's, he's... You big- know
1: what? You're right. He and Evans were both listed as game time decisions. All right. Even more of the reason. Yeah, Tyler sure. Johnson. I love Tyler Johnson this week. I love it. Um, I'm going to not take that. Look, Tom Brady loves to spread the ball. He gives it to whoever he wants, whoever's open, whoever's available. You know who he's going to give the ball to? It's Rob Gronkowski. I I love, I wouldn't be shocked if Gronk had two touchdowns this week.
0: I would love that.
1: I think Gronk is a smash play at tight end this week. I think Tom Brady, after the day he just had, you got to play him. He's cooking. He's hot. He's playing the giants. Um, My notes next to the Giants literally are, nah, dot, dot, dot. You're not playing Darius Slayton. I guess you could still throw Evan Ingram out there because we insist on giving him targets even though he's poopy. Sterling Shepard, I guess, has a floor of six points, and if he scores, you're over 10. You're not touching Wayne Gallman. Devontae Freeman's out. Um... Deion Lewis, you're not touching. Daniel Jones, you're not touching. Yeah, just nothing here for me.
0: Leonard Fournette back, though, takes a little bit of work from Ronald Jones. He actually had more snaps than Jones did last week. Yeah. However, Bruce Arian has come out come out and said, quote, Fournette is his nickel running back, using him in hurry-up and clear passing situations. Yet, he had more snaps last week and did better with those snaps. Yeah,
1: I don't believe a word Bruce Arians
0: says ever About anything, ever. Fair. And
1: there's no reason to. I mean, he he knows That's what a smart coach does. He knows he just said, yeah, like Matt Nagy doing card tricks at press conferences yeah. cuz he's so sneaky. He sucks. Um very safe to say I'm taking the Buccaneers. I'll take the Bucs to win this game. I will say I'll take the Bucs. If there's ever a team out of nowhere to beat Tom Brady when they shouldn't. It's the New York Giants. And I think Tom Brady might have... I don't know if it's Eli Manning or if it's the Giants, but he's got a thing in his brain. We are his kryptonite. And I'm not predicting this. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Giants are going to win. But I will tell you that if there's ever a game where Tom Brady's going to poop the bed, it's playing the New York football Giants. So don't be shocked if it happens it's but it's it's player. not but it's not going to happen it is absolutely not going to happen so we will both take the buccaneers in them this week all right that sums up our game previews let's move to the gambling lines jackson
0: what is your first line of the week uh, i like the colts three point favorites on the road against the lions i think they're just a better team i think that's going to show this week give me the three points
1: all right i'm taking the steelers Plus four and a half um, against the Ravens. I picked them to win the game. Four and a half a half's a lot to take away from a undefeated team. So, I'm going to I'm gonna ride with that. I agree. Um, what is
0: your second line of the week? I'm picking the Jets. All right. And I know that they're the Jets, and I know <laughs> it's the Chiefs. But this is a college football line. 20 and a half points. 20. That's a lot of points. And a half points. They're banking on a three-touchdown win in Vegas give me the plus 20 and a half that's fair analysis
1: but I don't want to touch it because they could just as easily lose by 40 um my second line is the 49ers plus three taking another dog in Seattle we both picked them to win um 49ers are rolling and uh plus three is is looking pretty enticing I think at the very least it'll come down to a field goal so give me that three
0: points and uh, your lock of the week. Vegas is pretty good this week. not going to lie. I, I looked at Cowboys, but I, I as much as I love Ben I'm not going to trust them that much. So I'll take Broncos at home plus three and a half. So they're home dogs against the Chargers in their division. Same record. Don't see how that's the line. Give me the Broncos.
1: Fair enough. Um, I will take the Bills minus four four against the Patriots. The Patriots have been slouching. They're on the road. They don't have Gilmore. Cam Newton looks like crap. He's got nobody to throw to. The only way they're winning this game is if Cam Newton runs for like 200 yards, which the Bills will be expecting. They're a well-coached team. Um, I think the Bills win by well over four points this week. That is my lock of the week. And before we go to touchdown draft, um, I forgot to do must start, must sit. Sorry. Um, Give me your give
0: me your must start. Give me your guy. Aaron Jones out. Packers. Give me Jamal Williams, man. It, that running back spot for Green Bay seems to produce a lot, and Minnesota's really bad. So I think Jamal Williams is a great play this week. Same. I'm in a, I'm in a similar
1: boat, just a different player. I said Gio Bernard versus the Titans. Like I said, he went over 20 half PPR fantasy points last week, and he's going to do it again against a not very good Titans defense
0: in a high-scoring matchup. So fire up Gio Bernard. Your must-sit. Must sit. I think Adam Thielen is completely touchdown dependent this week against Jair Alexander, who has completely shut down. We're talking his stats. Alexander's are Darrell Rivas Island-esque. He, he's completely yeah. shutting guys down. That's true. I think that Thielen's going to be touchdown dependent. And with Kirk Cousins throwing the ball, don't know if that touchdown is guaranteed. You're kind of talking me into this, actually. I, was, I wasn't I was sure who it is, but I think you've
1: talked me into it. So that's that's good analysis. My must-sit is Lamar versus the Steelers. We talked about this already. QB 16 on the season. He's already, like, replaceable every week. Yeah, if you bench him and and he finally has that ceiling game, you're going to be upset. But it's like if you have Lamar on your team and you took him that high in the draft, you're probably already losing. So you can play this one of two ways. You can keep rolling him out, waiting for the upside to win you a week, or you can pivot and say, shouldn't have taken him that early. It is what it is. Fantasy football, this is how it works. It's fluid. I got to stay level, and you can stream um, Herbert or Tannehill or someone that is really good that continues to be slept on. Um, that is my my take on that. So, sit Lamar this week. That's my sit. And everyone's favorite part of the week, we have the touchdown draft. Give me your NFC touchdown of the week.
0: NFC. I pick only running backs in this. So I decided I need to not do that this time. I have a running back in the AFC, but NFC, give me the rookie connection on Sunday night. Give me a reason to watch this game. Ben DiNucci will find CD Lamb in the end zone. Nah, you're crazy. You're crazy. Give it to me. All right. Eagles are trash.
1: My NFC pick is Jimmy Grandpa. I would love it, man. Target whore for the Chicago Bears. I would love it. Um, I'd like to make a bet with you this week. Okay. Jimmy Graham will be a top
0: 10 tight end. Top 10? Sure. I'll take it.
1: Fine. Jimmy Graham will I be a, a top. I hope
0: you win. You'll take top 10? I, no. I mean, I'll, I'll go against you there. All right, bet. But I hope you're right, is what I'm saying.
1: Fair enough. What's your AFC touchdown AFC, of the week?
0: AFC, you mentioned it. I did take it. I took Le'Veon. This is too perfect. If they don't get him in the end zone, Andy Reid, you are doing something wrong. Let him score. Let him gloat all over that Jets sideline. Please let Le'Veon score. Please.
1: We love a revenge game. I was going to take Le'Veon, but I left him for Jackson. Because I know Jackson wanted to take him as soon as they signed him. And then the COVID protocols, he didn't get to play. So I left him for you, my guy. I am taking Melvin Gordon. All in on all the revenge right. games. Give me Melvin Gordon in the end zone. Give me Le'Veon in the end zone. Give me stuck-up running backs who think they're bigger than the team wanting to get paid. Just kidding, kind of. <laughs> but give me those guys in the end zone, man. They're, they're going to be out with a vengeance. I'm here for all of it. I am 8-6 and six on the season. You are 6-8. and eight, So maybe we'll see. Maybe you make up some ground this week with a, a hot take of CD. Anything else, man?
0: I'm ready for the I'm ready for Sunday, man. Hell yeah. I am ready. Hell yeah. I'm I love ready it. for the Sunday morning. Once Sunday afternoon hits, my mood's gonna shift. I I have a feeling.
1: Yeah. That's gonna do it for us this week, guys. Put your pants back on. It's Friday. Have a beer. Get drunk tonight. Yeah. Maybe maybe pace yourself because you're gonna get drunk tomorrow. It's Halloween. Um but get drunk tonight. Have a great time. Be safe this weekend. Get ready for Sunday. And most importantly, we'll see you guys next week.